The Shema. We have in it the verse, to serve God with all of your heart. So how do you serve God with your heart? So in the ancient world, the way that you served God with your heart was uh, they took out your heart, right? There was idol worship. One of the, um, I, I told you the story when I went to the museum, when I went to the Library of Congress, they had a little getchke. They had a display there, a little idol. Um, and uh, they had a whole write-up on this idol. They said this idol was 3,500 years old. And uh, the way that you served this idol was uh, you would, uh, they would take human sacrifice and they would do a heart transplant. Except for the only difference was is that the uh, modern world is, is you uh, take a different heart and you put in a person so he lives. That was there. They took out the heart and uh, the person didn't live. And uh, it had to be done live. They didn't do, uh, I guess they had not yet invented an- anesthetics yet. So they just basically um, sought open the guy and they put the heart before the God. It was very, um, and it says uh, that uh, there were three different ways that they got it. Uh, sometimes a person was self-sacrificing. He gave up of himself. If not, he gave his child. Um, or uh, the more common way is, is you took um, a slave or you took a, um, whoever you captured and you offered their heart because I guess all hearts were good. And uh, that's how they served this Agechka. So that's all of the So Abraham came along, as we all know, of course, and Avram said that you can't have human worship. Right? Uh, Avram was saying that there's no such thing as human worship um, in the sense of giving up your life. That was, uh, this is not my topic, but that was the existential problem that Avram had when God told him, okay, now I want you to bring Isaac as an offering. It wasn't just simply that he had to bring Isaac as an offering and he t- it was 100 years before he had Isaac and now he was 137 and he wasn't going to have another child. That, that was a problem. That would, that would be a problem. I mean, obviously, that's a big problem. But that, that's not the extent of the problem. The problem is it was the antithesis of everything Avram had stood for. It was more than just that. Uh, it was that he was going to the other side. You might, Avram was always seen as Ivri. He was the contrarian. Here he would have been going over to the other side, and of course that would have undone everything that he had taught. That was the test. But coming to our topic, so the Gemara says that what does it mean to serve God with all of your heart? It doesn't mean to give up your life uh, in that sense, um, but rather it means to, this is tefillah, tefillah, prayer, because tefillah is tefillah shebelev. Tefillah is done with the heart, right? Tefillah is done with the heart that, you, uh, that you're serving God uh, with your emotional state, with your mental state, uh, Rev, um, Yaakov Kamenetsky uh, translates the word levavchem. He says uh, doesn't mean the heart over here; it means the heart of the mind. Okay, that's uh, that's one opinion. But either way, it means uh, it means that type of a, a service. So the question is. What is the mitzvah of tefillah? If we're defining to serve God with all of your heart, what is the mitzvah, the commandment of tefillah of prayer? So there is the Rambam. The Rambam says, Mamanadi says, that one of the 613 mitzvahs of the Torah is to serve God with all of your heart, which is 
to pray. Tefillah. So the Rambam learns, Maimonides learns that tefillah of the prayer, the act that we do three times a day, right, is a biblical mitzvah. Certainly once a day is a biblical commandment and, and, and requirement for all of us to engage in prayer minimally once a day. That is the mitzvah and the obligation uh, upon all of us. That's the Rambam's opinion. The Ramban, Nachmanides, uh, says differently. Nachmanides says that there's no mitzvah to daven every day, biblically. Rabbinically, the rabbis set up the, the everybody agrees the rabbis set up the siddur. But uh, the rabbis uh, canonized the idea of davening three times a day. There's no biblical mitzvah to daven three times a day. But there is a biblical mitzvah to daven when you are in distress. When you're in distress, right? As, as it says that when uh, the, he, it's quoted from the, from the psukim of talking about when you're in, in besieged, when the city is besieged and uh, there's no one to turn to save God. Right, you have to sound the trumpets, and you turn to God, um, who is the source of salvation. Says the Ramban. From here, we see the mitzvah that any time doesn't have to only be battle. Any time where a person is in distress, right, turning to God is a biblical requirement, and it is a fulfillment. That is the idea of tefillah in its perf- in, in its biblical form. So the Rambam holds every day is a requirement to pray biblically. The Ramban, Nachmanides, learns that the requirement is when you are in distress. Rav Soloveitchik uh, of Boston and many, many others have, have, seek to reconcile the Rambam and the Ramban. Rav Soloveitchik explains it as follows. He says that there is no argument. There's no argument in the sense of the principles here. What is the principle? The principle is that when a person is in distress, we recognize there is only one force in the world that can save us, and that is Kitshibrihu, that is God. And therefore, we, it is a mitzvah to turn to God who is the source of all salvation. That's the source of, of, of helping us in our distress. What's the machlekes? Machlokes is the, Ram, the, the the disagreement, the machloket between the Rambam and the Ramban, is what type of stress is the Torah talking about? Is the Torah talking about an external stress, or an internal or an existential stress? An external stress is war, famine, illness. Any of the plagues that, that overtakes us, God forbid, external, right, that is, a, that is, says the Ramban, that's what the Pasuk's talking about, because the analogy is the, that of war. So the Ramban says that it's talking about external stressors. Any time a person has that type, he turns to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Rambam learns... He agrees that, that, that it's talking about um, stress. But what is the stress? The Rambam learns it's the existential stress. The realization that I am, what is my purpose? What is my meaning? What is my definition? What am I doing here? It's the ultimate stress. Right? It's the ultimate stress. Now, many people don't go through this stress because they never think. If you never think, you have no problem in life. Right? If you have no problem, you have no problem in life. Right, those people have no problem. 
uh, so that, therefore they would have no requirement to daven. They would have no requirement to daven because they have uh, no problems, right? But the those that are thinking, right? So then that's the ultimate stress. Says the Rambam, that's davening every day. What's davening? Davening is engaging our Creator. It's an opportunity to plug in to, the, to, to God himself. It's an opportunity to have a communion, to have, to, to have a conversation with God and recognize my purpose. And we're discussing, we're talking. Right? That's the ultimate stress. As the Rambam, that's the mitzvah of, of tefillah. So that is how, the, how Rav Soloveitchik explains that there is no argument. Everybody agrees that it's a stress that, is, that causes one to pray. Right, that, 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 but what is the stressor? So one is, is learning existential, external stress, right? And therefore we recognize that Kaddish Baruch Hu is the source of all salvation of my external stress. The Rambam is learning that it's the internal stress. The, the question of what is my purpose in life, what am I doing here, right? All of, the other, all of those internal struggles that a person has, that is the ultimate stress, and that was ways that, that says the Rambam why one would have to daven every day because every day one has to ask themselves and pitch themselves, what am I doing here? Rabbi Hanina ben Nikash, I want to go to Shabbat. Is it possible when he says also the Cholera of Chem that he maybe means that you should also you should be able to both Yetzirah and Yetzirah turn it into Avodat Hashem? Yeah, you're 100% right. I mean, that, that's a, another drasha. The Gemara says, the Gemara says, uh, You should serve God with all of your heart. Again, all of these type, all of these psukim have multiple um, drashot. But you're correct that a person is supposed to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu not only with his Yetzirah Tov. That's easy to serve God with your Yetzirah Tov. Right, it's, it's a kunst to serve God with your Yetzahara. How do you use your evil inclination? Right, uh, right. So that's one of then the commentary says one of, one of the ways is laziness is considered a very negative trait. It's a terrible trait, laziness. How do you use laziness for positive? It's too lazy to do an Avera. You're too lazy to do an Avera. Right, that's where you need to use laziness. Right? And the more examples like that, how do you use laziness, how do you use lying, right? So the Bali Musa say, how do you use lying to serve God? Truth, everybody knows. Hashem it's easy to use truth to serve God. That's not a kunz. How do you use lying to serve God? So that tomorrow, Bezrat Hashem, tomorrow not here, Wednesday, Bezrat Hashem, right? Uh, very good. Shalom Bayit, right? Shalom Bayit would be one example, but how do you use lying? Think of how you could use lying Right, in order to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Yeah,